0: I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, overthinking, how to pick, how to choose, what to draw. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy. And this is episode 428, What to Draw. And it could be called something else, a word you're going to hear come up. But I'm going to preserve that because I started listening to a book actually on the heels of getting ready for this. So hold off but I saw someone recently talking about the fact that choosing what to draw shouldn't be so difficult that for someone who does portraits and is browsing using a resource like sketchy, the simple fact is that whatever face you draw will become something new and something you. And so you might as well choose one of the first ones just pick one of those and do it. And I was really struck by that conversation because I often spend a lot of time, too much time, hemming and hawing over what to draw. For something like October and the Inktoe Portraits series that I have been doing, there have been prompts to consider. So that changes it a little bit. Finding something to fit a prompt has been really challenging on some days. And there have been a few days where I have wondered what I was thinking when I set up the list. But when there isn't a prompt to meet, so in a different month, when you just are choosing something to draw, you really could choose anyone, any face it just never feels that simple. And I appreciate that for some people. It is that simple and can be or could be that simple. I'm a little bit jealous of that. I saw that conversation and thought, wow, that is wise and amazing. And I'm a little bit jealous because I can't do it overthinking, it can really get the better of you. Overthinking about regular life things can definitely pull you under. And overthinking your creative work can create roadblocks that you may not even notice. You might not even realize what's happening when you're overthinking. Some of those roadblocks are really obvious. Roadblocks can hold you back or they might make you feel stifled or eke away at the enjoyment and the fulfillment of the process. For many of us, we might be going to draw just one thing in a day. Morning, night, whenever it may be. Just one thing. And you only have the time or the energy, or you're only going to do one thing, then you might want it to somehow count, somehow philosophically count just for you. For me, I want that one thing to count. I want it to have some kind of meaning or to at least be something that really speaks to me, something that speaks to me to draw, something that meets my own aesthetic, the look, the mood the feel that runs through my art. We all have our own aesthetic, our own voice that comes through in what we draw. And partly it comes through in what we draw because of what we choose to draw. And what we choose to draw helps reinforce that, helps carry that voice through. So I want and need to find the right pick. If I don't, the risk is that at the end I'm dissatisfied I don't like what I did. I feel like I've wasted my time or I might not have even enjoyed doing it because it's just not something I would normally do. It's not something that speaks to me. I think it's okay to be that way and to admit that. I think it's okay to be the other way, but I think it's okay to admit that you don't just like drawing every picture. For me, the picking is a way of safeguarding the process and the experience. It's a way of helping ensure that at the end, I'm not regretting what I did. Not feeling like I wasted those hours. No buyer's remorse or buyer's regret. Not wishing I'd done something else. Buyer's remorse, buyer's regret, drawer's remorse, drawer's regret, sketcher's remorse, sketcher's regret, I don't know. You know what I mean other people do challenges where the prompt is provided each day. And I'm specifically thinking about drawing challenges where a photo is provided each day and they just go with it. That is part of doing the challenge, just going with it. And that can work for lots of people. It works and it works really well. Every day they're faced with a new face and that's what they paint or draw. That's what they create. For some people, that works great. And the challenge is in taking that prompt and just doing it, going with it, making it your own, whether it's something you would normally draw or not. So a challenge like that forces you to work outside your box in a very different way, forces you to be really adaptable, really flexible, and really willing to draw anything. And it works. It works for lots of people. So there's no absolute right way to do it is no absolute right way to do this thing we do. And you may find at times that you like the randomness of having something pre-picked for you, something you didn't choose. And at other times you may feel like you really need and want to make your own choices. But when making your own choices, try to limit the overthinking. It's easier said than done. I doubt that I will ever be quick to just choose one of the first three or the first six. But you could gamify things for yourself. You could say, okay, I'm going to do something that appears within the first three scrolls or three swipes of my screen. The three swipes of new pics or of your saved queue Or you could say, I know I want something with stripes, so I'll just do a search and then I'll choose something from the first 20 in the results. Or maybe you roll a dice a few times if you really want to gamify it and you write down those numbers. Or because those would be small numbers, you multiply two dice and you do that a few times. So you come up with a few numbers And then you find those numbers in your queue or in the list or in the results, whatever pool you're going to use, and you choose one of those. I think systems that help you narrow your choice, but still give you choice, can be particularly helpful, particularly good. Whatever you can do to help you get to the drawing stage so that you can actually start, that's the goal. As for planning ahead, I'm not a huge planner in that way. Some people really are. Some people can take 30 days and lock it all down at the very beginning and know exactly what they're going to do each day. And I can imagine how wonderful that is each day, but I just don't end up working that way. But I do know some things that can help, can give you a little bit of a boost the a planning front. If you are working with daily prompts and you know them in advance, you might spend time once a week looking for photos that you like to match up to the prompts. And so then go ahead and earmark a few of the days if you can. This day I want to do this portrait. Or one of these two might work on this day. It's okay to have more than one. And then when the day comes, you can choose which one you feel like doing. At the outside of a challenge, if you know the topic you'll be drawing, it doesn't matter if it's portraits, it could be flowers or trees or toys or coffee mugs, create a folder on your phone or your device and pull in a bunch of the images that you might want to use. So go ahead and do your searching and your browsing, your foraging for fodder take your screenshots, save your images, pull them all into one place. If you are a portrait drawer, just adding them to your sketchy queue probably isn't enough. Your queue is probably pretty big. Mine is really big. It's unwieldy. And sometimes the queue reorders itself based on what you've been viewing. You've probably seen that happen. So just adding them to your queue doesn't keep them all contained quite as easy nicely and neatly as you might want. So go ahead and save the images or take screenshots and put them all in one place on your device. This gives you a smaller pool to choose from later. You can still add to that folder. If it's a month long challenge, you might be the kind of person who every day goes and looks for new photos. I admit I do that. You can always keep adding to your pool. My folder for this month for October on my phone is much larger than the 30 days will require. But by creating this pool, you'll be creating a smaller group of picks that you already know you have some affinity for. And then you might really be able to just do the first one or one in the first six. It depends on how the prompts are working or what the nature of the challenge is. If you're really organized, I do recommend that you move the ones that you've done out into a different folder. And that way you keep your to draw folder really accessible and available. These are things you could still draw. And the ones you've already drawn are in a different folder. Another idea that I like and one that I've seen work really well in the last few months is to pick a group of possibles for the week. And then throughout the week, use them. If you pick seven or eight photos on Saturday that you think you'd like to draw and you put them in a folder, you can choose from those all week long. If you really know that you will draw seven of them, then you want to choose more than seven. Choose 10, choose 12, choose 15. Do the choosing, put them all together, and then each day you pick from that smaller group. You've limited your choices in a way that can be really helpful less overwhelming. It helps you reduce the overthinking when you sit down each morning or each night or when you open your sketchbook at whatever point. Instead of thinking, oh, I have to find something to draw. You think, oh, I've got these 10 portraits. Which one do I want to do today? Because I want to do them all. I want to do them all. Having a pool of photos or things or whatever portraits. And knowing that you want to draw them all makes the picking a lot easier. I used Trello during the Inktober Portraits month. I'm a big Trello user anyway. I set up a card for each prompt for Inktober Portraits. And as I found images that I wanted to do, I went ahead and added them to the individual cards as the cover image. I didn't plan all 31. I didn't select all 31 photos at the outset, but I did make a folder of possible picks. And periodically, I would go through, I would look at the upcoming prompts, I would look through my folder. I also did a lot of browsing still at Sketchy, so I didn't completely manage to narrow my pool enough. I still had to do a lot of browsing and a lot of overthinking, but my pool contained a bunch of things, and probably if I had just forced myself to just use the pool, I had plenty. I had plenty. But the Trello board worked really well. I set up the prompts, I added images as I found them. Once I drew the daily prompt, I went in and added an image of my drawing, so that now it's all in one place. I can just scroll my Trello board and see all of the work from Inktober, and I can still see the ones that are coming and I haven't picked photos for any of those. So I have several days left and they seem a little bit hard. I'm worried that some overthinking is in my future, but I am going to try and limit it. I spent a lot of time this week overthinking on a couple of days. I spent way too much time trying to pick and ended up having to start really late. The trying to pick should not be such a burden. And I hope that we can all find ways to reduce that burden. Because the doing, the drawing should be what's the most fun. The picking shouldn't be such a chore. And I think some of us just have this tendency to overthink. We keep thinking we will find the perfect image. And really, there are probably lots and lots of images that could work. I will be doing illustrate your week prompts for November and December. I shared the illustrate your week sets at Instagram and at Facebook when we did them in August and September. And it may be that the prompts will only be at Instagram this time. The prompts are just ideas, nudges, starters, just a way to keep you moving forward in a really cohesive and structured way. For an unstructured project, it gives you a little bit of structure as you work on your own illustrated record, your own illustrated journaling. These are ways to help you fill pages as you document your days and your life. November is always a month of ritual and gratitude and light. This is an important year to slow down and document, I think. It's been a long year. November is a very different November and a lot of things are going on still. It's always a month of light for me. I'm looking forward to keeping an illustrated record this year, maybe setting portraits aside for a bit. That's a maybe. A. I, I feel really, really anxious when I even say it, but I might set them aside a little bit. I don't know if I can even manage to do it, but maybe forcing myself to work a bit more in another space approach this a little bit more in a different way. I've done it all kinds of ways. I hope some of you will work alongside me though, with your own illustrated journal projects. I will be doing the same in December. That is at least right now my plan. I said this before October started that I did plan to do this in November and December and share prompts. And I'm going to try and do that. If I have a bit of company, that's a little bit of a determining factor, a little bit of company helps in the virtual space. If there was company here in the Bay Area that wanted to do this, that would be awesome. But I don't think that that's available. December flows out of November with its own energy and its own kind of light. But this year we know will be different for many of us. A solid project to help keep you balanced, to help keep you drawing, to help you record the little things, the good things, the memories, the traditions, the rituals, the busyness, the lists, all of it. It can be a good thing. So, that is my plan in terms of illustrate your week. I know there are lots of other projects. I know lots of other people have projects and do projects and start projects and lead projects. And lots and lots of you do those. And that's wonderful. But for those of you who are interested in illustrated journaling or already doing it, these prompts can be a really easy thing. And your illustrated journal doesn't have to be your only artistic project that you work on each day. It can be. For me, it often is. I spend a lot of time in it, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be a five or 10 minute pit stop every day where you add to your record something about the day. So I hope you will take a look. You'll find those at least on Instagram on the Creativity Matters podcast channel. I am the art. The art is me. So that is going to be it for today. And I appreciate those of you who listened and who are listening and who do listen to the CMP. I very much appreciate your support here. I am Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And as creativity matters podcast, thank you to those of you who support the CMP in any way that includes starting your Amazon shopping at the CMP site, using the Kofi button or supporting the show at Patreon. Thank you, especially to those of you who are at Patreon. Your support there makes a huge difference for this show and for the ability for this show to be available for everyone. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.